0: Yes, we are here. This is Past Times with Destroyer H6 and Zach Gamer 360 I'm Destroyer H6, or I'm Alex Wood, a.k.a. Destroyer H6. Zach Gamer 360 is not here today, which is why today's interview will not be the full hour that it normally will be. My guest today is none other than the host of the... I can't remember the name of the, of the podcast. I have to look back at the messages. Um, dropping the Hammer Radio... Driving the Hammer Racing Hour, Michael Klein. Michael, how are you today?
1: I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, man.
0: All right, it's not a problem. So, kind uh, of tell us who you are and uh, where you're from and what you're about.
1: Yeah, so, uh, like you said earlier, I am the co-host of the Drop the Hammer Racing Hour, which I do with Alex Gray. Some of you guys may know him as Sonic Rules 831. Uh But uh, my main theme is that I am a racer in the USAC Midget Series, Um, or at least I was up until a couple weeks ago. Uh, Recently lost my ride. I'm looking for something again. Uh, Hopefully I'm back in that soon. Uh, But yeah, just kind of the rundown of who I am. You know, I was born in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I moved just south of there when I was about three, so I've kind of grown up in the... Kentucky,
0: Indiana area since I was like five. Yeah I mean I'm from uh, St. Joseph Michigan, which is uh, across the lake from Chicago in the southwest corner of Michigan. home of uh, former Oakland Raiders, Detroit Lions and Arizona Cardinals uh, linebacker and a host of a podcast on the Cardinals radio network, Rob Frederickson. so um, and we're not far from uh, Benton Harbor, Michigan either home of Wilson Chandler, Robert Whaley, Ernie Hudson Sinbad and the Whirlpool. Corporation's World Headquarters are out there. So, uh, kind of, what got you started in YouTube? I know you did a diecast review on the Dario Franchitti Fastenal car. Uh, first off, do you still have that car? Second off, uh, what caused you to uh, get into racing and get into the podcast business, I guess you could call it?
1: Ah, uh, So, yeah, I remember doing those diecast reviews. You know, when you know because when I got started on YouTube about 10 years ago, that was the main thing to do. Uh, I don't think I've done one of those in probably 10 years now, I don't think. I've kind of changed my account to be more my vlogs from my races, uh, which unfortunately haven't gotten to do a whole lot of. Um, as for what got me into racing, I can't really say just because I've been into it for as long as I can remember. Uh, you know, it's just, I remember growing up and it was like there was almost always an NASCAR race on, or at least it seemed like it was for me at the time. Uh, so, I can't really say what exactly got me into it. Uh, you know, I, if you're asking about how I got started, actually racing.
0: Actually racing, yeah. yeah. Jason Jacoby's dream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that will never happen.
1: Yeah, like him, I actually try to get my foot in the door and not just sit at home myself.
0: So, we'll talk about that. That'll be the next question. So I, ki- I kid around because you know, that's the biggest joke that's going around right now in our community, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're
1: good. So, uh, I have started racing cards, uh, when I was about 15 and a couple years ago, I started racing midgets and I stayed with that team up until a couple weeks ago, which, like I said, I recently left it, uh, For legal reasons, I'm not going to get into exactly what happened, but I found out some information about my car owner, and as soon as I found that out, I realized I could no longer be a part of this organization. So I left uh, really a very messy breakup. Uh, So right now, I'm just kind of trying to rebound from that, get myself back into it. I know I'm going to be back, because I'm not going to stop until I am back. Um, As for the podcast, uh, funny story, about a year ago, at my brother's college, the film group there was actually doing a story on this local sprint car racer way back in the 50s who definitely showed promise. And unfortunately, he was killed right when it seemed like his career was about to take off. And while I was there, I met Alex Gray, who was a student there at the time. We just got to talking, and he mentioned, Hey, I do a podcast. Would you like to come on be a guest? And I said, Absolutely. And we just kind of kept talking from there, and now I'm a full fledged co host of it. So that's how that kind of came to be.
0: Yeah. Um, as we, you know, get into like the podcast, you know, I'm just starting. I've spoken with Brittany Zamora about it. I've spoken to Ralph Shaheen about it. I've spoken to Carson Hosevar, who's from Portage, Michigan. It's about an hour from where I live. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Carson's about my age. He's just a few months younger. I, I was born in October 02. He was born in uh, January 03. And he's having a great season so far this year. I, you know, I know Carson's not the guest. But the big thing right now that everyone is talking about and that really has blown my channel up is that I was the YouTuber. This is probably what I'm going to be remembered for. I am the YouTuber who broke the news that Jason Jacoby – was arrested, and I did it before Austin Oganoski. We'll get into into my experience with him in just a second. But, Michael, I just want to know, because I watched your video and you get quite a few views on your channel, Tell, reiterate what exactly happened between you and Jacoby.
1: Okay, so uh, basically I found out about him through a mutual friend of ours, or mutual former friend of his and still a good friend of mine, uh, Gabe Wood.
0: Uh, Not related fun. to me. Huh? Not related to me, but go ahead. Sorry right. to interrupt again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was a classmate of mine back at Northwestern Ohio. Uh, we worked on the same market team for a little bit. And, you know, we're still friends now. And uh, he was trying to help Jason out when Jason was trying to get a ride in a Legends car. So that was kind of how I first heard about him. And I used to have a habit where anyone big I knew in racing, I would send a friend request to on Facebook, and he was one of those. Uh, and I noticed one day he said he was going to be at the 2018 Rick 400, I believe, which I was going to be at too. So, I just kind of commented on his post that, hey, I'm going to be there, and you know, the weird thing is that no one's ever done this after I've said, so he texted me and said, hey man, I'm really excited to meet you, dude. Let's come up with a good time and stuff, and Let's hang out while we're there. And at this point, I was like, "Okay, uh, that's a bit of a weird reaction, but I didn't see anything really red flagish about it. I guess so. I just kind of went along with it. Uh, so, of course, Brickyard Four Hundred comes along. We meet up, and after that, he does seem to be—he seemed to be more affectionate to people when he first met up, and he usually seem to be like. First thing he did actually when he saw me was kind of wrapped me in a bear hug, which I was like, okay, Uh, that was a little weird, but yeah, we just kind of kept talking, like, uh, everything was normal, and uh, really, that kind of just sums up the whole experience, Uh, we just hung out with some of his friends, he didn't get to come back the next day, because that race got rained out, Uh, so really, that was the first and last time we spoke. To each other in person we kept texting for a little bit and uh you know as soon as it started to break out about who he was first thing i saw was supposed to talk about his suicide attempt and so i texted him trying to show some encouragement just because i've struggled with mental health before i have friends who struggled with it and so i just try to always be there for people like that and that and the weird thing is that he usually texts back really quick but that was the last time I was ever able to speak to him because he never reached out to me again, which was weird because he never had a problem with that before, and now all of a sudden he he's completely ghosting me. So that just kind of sums up my whole uh, Jacoby experience, and then when that all started to come out about who he really was a few months ago, I got to uh, talk into Darian, you know, or Black Lives Matter, I'm sure some of you know, who's honestly become one of my best friends in the whole racing community. And uh, as soon as I told him about that, he said, dude, contact the Athens PD because that was so inappropriate. And, you know, definitely looking back now, I can definitely see how the way Jason acted while I was there definitely should have shown the kind of person he actually was.
0: Yeah. And my experience was, you know, I was sitting in chemistry and I know I don't have video cam on right now, but I'm trying to design my room into like a NASCAR room. I got diecasts everywhere. I've got diecasts in the other room in the closet that my mom let me store in there. But, um, yeah, Jason, uh, and I got to texting and I was becoming involved with a girl at the time. And we'll talk about this, uh, you know, I'll, I'll kind of share my experience with you uh, during the course of this interview, but uh, I had no idea who he was. I knew about McKenzie. I knew he had a kid. He just seemed like the coolest guy. He had all this cool stuff, and, and I said, hey, if you ever wanted to come out to MIS, I'd be more than happy to meet up with you. He said, yeah, buddy, and he'd always text back, and he'd always text with the same style and the same talk. He would always talk about God and he put up this fake facade. It was the same thing. And I, and he started texting me a bunch of religious stuff. I'm like, why the fuck is he texting me this religious shit that, I mean, I'm not even, you know, I, I, I believe in God. I go to church and I went to youth group with my co-host Ryan, who is not here right now. Uh, First off, uh, man, we're sending our thoughts and prayers out to you right now as he's dealing with, uh, death in the family. Didn't really specify with me what that was, but, uh, man, we're all pulling for you here in the racing community. Uh, we all feel for you there, but, um, yeah, yeah. Ryan even had some contact with him because I set up a group chat because Ryan and I, you know, we're aspiring YouTubers and, you know, first off, I don't want to be known for the guy who tore down Jason Jacoby. That's Austin Oganoski. I kid because I care. But, um, yeah, I had no idea what was going on behind the scenes. And so when I saw Darian's video, I was like, what in the hell? Jason never was like that. And, you know, I've struggled with mental health and it, you know, got worse with the girl. But it had been bad before that because of the um, abuse I would suffered at school. And um, I'd been bullied and beat up and stuff before. And nobody ever did anything about it. But I never knew anything. I spoke with Mackenzie for a little while and we stopped talking. And when I saw this stuff on Facebook, I was like, there's no way Jason's doing this. So I was really kind of split down the middle. I was in Mackenzie's shoes, you know, involved with someone who was trying to get something more than they wanted. But I've also been in Jason's shoes where I've been exposed, but I wasn't exposed. Because the things that were coming out about me were not true. The stuff that's coming out about Jason were, was, matter of fact, true. So, what ARCA team did you work on uh, where you met uh, Alex Gray? Oh,
1: no. Uh, we, I met him at uh, my brother's college. Right? Oh, okay. There for some uh, movie that some students have premiered. Uh, are you talking about Gabe?
0: Yes, 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 Gabe.
1: Yeah. So uh, we don't. I don't think we actually ever worked on the same team. No, actually, we did. Uh, first team I worked on was with Max Force, which was Thomas Crater, if you remember him. Uh, and he was working for Fast Track, but I remember there was a couple nights where Fast Track was starting parking, so their crew would come over and help us out. Uh, and I had already known Gabe just because, like I said, we went to the same school, Northwestern Ohio different degrees. I went for marketing and he was going for the high performance tech, but uh, we were still involved in the ARCA club there where they actually had training for over the wall pit stops. So that's kind of how I got to know him. Uh, so yeah, that's about as far as I can go into uh, with that. You know, we're still good friends, uh, even as our careers have kind of gone down different paths. Uh, I, I, last I worked with them was still part-time in ARCA, and, you know, he's with an Xfinity Series team now. So, kind of different paths, but we definitely stayed in touch. And still consider him a good friend of mine.
0: Can you exactly, you know, this is an opinion question. Can you tell the listeners and the viewers exactly what you perceived about, what's the difference between, what do you believe is the difference between what Jason Jacoby did and what people like you you and Austin Ogonoski and myself to an extent because I got my first go-kart when I was five and I'm still trying to get a job in racing, You know, whether that's marketing or whatever. What's What do you believe is the one thing Jason Jacoby did not do that caused him to sit his ass behind a computer screen instead of actually getting his rear end behind the wheel of a race car? What is the biggest mistake you believe he made?
1: Uh, He didn't actually, I don't think he actually tried to get behind the wheel of a real car. Uh, I think it's pretty simple as that. It seemed like he kind of thought his uh, experience with the sim racing would be enough to get him to where he wanted to be. Which, I mean, that's just absolutely delusional
0: to think that way. Dale Earnhardt Jr. said in an episode of NASCAR America that I called in on uh, last year at Chicago I asked him and Dale Jarrett if he, if they believe that sim racing compares to real racing. I did not say is it the same thing. Dale Earnhardt Jr said it can help you and it's a useful tool. Paul Menard used it to go to the Sonoma course uh, when they did the carousel. William Byron uses it. Dale Earnhardt Jr obviously had his league that Jason competed in. Dale Jarrett said, "You know, I you know, I wish I could have gone and got behind the wheel of a sim" And, instead of go, getting my wheel and tearing up all the cars and sheet metal that I tore up you know something along that line that's my best Dale Jarrett impression for. Yeah. You know, and that is you know a lot of people said you know that is pretty good
1: yeah I mean it, it helps but it's it's no replacement for the real thing if you want an actual career in real racing that's what you have to do you have to actually get behind the wheel of the real deal whether that's in a car or a legends car which I know he tested once it doesn't seem like after that he really pursued it any further. And I even told him, you know, my car owner had a lot of openings back then. I told him, that if you ever want to try it, I will let him know. And he always shut it down. And actually, when he bought his next Timurak, which, you know, was an old Arca car,
0: I remember that.
1: I was like, okay, that same money, honestly, could probably get you a used Legends car. So for the amount you spent on your SimRay, you could have used that on getting the real deal, and that would have helped you with your career even further. So I just don't know what his mindset was or why he thought getting behind the wheel of a stupid SimRay like that was going to elevate him to a cup ride.
0: Yeah, it's just like when I do my Let's Plays on here that the viewers are going to be seeing coming up in October. Uh, not spo- No spoilers as to what game I'll be playing first. But it's not the same as actually getting behind the wheel. I mean, I'm using a damn controller. Jason, you know, his, his was a little bit closer than what I do. But, you know, C-Time Racing School, that definitely helps. But you're not behind the wheel the same thing. Like Team RTN2 has a connection with Ray Black Jr., you know, you have to obtain a NASCAR license. Jason could have easily done that. Now, McKenzie said that he spent upwards of thirty grand. And Austin said that, in American dollars, Austin Aganowski said that he spent more than half, I believe is what he said, of what Jason said he spent. Um, you know, I'm looking it over, and, um, you know, I've spoken with a few teams, DJR Crosley Racing being one of them, they asked for like $10,000, $10, dollars $20,000. Jason spent thirty dollars on that fucking sim rig. And I don't know if you saw Austin's interview. Mackenzie asked him to go buy some diapers that were about $40. Bucks. He bought a $40 window net. Do you think that the, that sim racing basically brainwashed him and he obviously did put the well-being of his fiance. And I don't know if they were necessary. Well, he said they were going to get married and stuff. And we'll actually talk about some of the things that, Mac- that jo- Jordan, Jason sent to me, um, regarding, uh, McKenzie. But what do you think his mind sim racing caused him to believe outside of racing? Do you think that there was a switch in his head that said, I got to live my life and, all towards sim racing or do you think it was just, some, or do you think that he's mentally imbalanced? Well, first off, if Mackenzie's listening to this, I am so sorry you had to go through that. Oh, she's going to be hearing this. I promise you I'm sending her the link. So hi, McKenzie.
1: Yeah, I, I can't imagine what it must've been like living with this guy. Uh, especially one who would like well, you and your kid like that. I mean, there's just no excuse for that sort of behavior. Uh, He certainly is mentally imbalanced. It seems like, especially when you go back and see his videos from a few weeks ago, which all got removed.
0: That I actually reported. I don't know if you saw that video uh, or not, but I reported those videos to NASCAR, Athens, Gainesville, and SHR. But go go ahead.
1: Yeah, I don't think I saw that. But uh, you know, and you certainly could have given him sort of the the benefit of the doubt before that, but. When you start posting those videos, you realize, wow, this guy is just completely unhinged. And Jason, if you're listening to this, please get help, man. Uh, Because he has got some serious issues. Uh.
0: Yeah, and you know, the thing is, Jason, like I've said, reminds me of the girl I told you about. She, so, she's making allegations against me that that i did the stuff jason did to Mackenzie, and that's that's bullshit i'm going to tell you that right now that is pure fucking bullshit i tried to be the best man that i could and give her everything she wanted but i just couldn't it was never enough it was always i want more first off it was like oh we're gonna be friends She then said I was good looking and she said I was handsome. She then got hurt by when I called her out on her bullshit because she was being more fair to Ryan than she was to me. Ryan, I'm sorry that I'm talking about this, but this just has to be said when comparing Jason Jacoby and you know who we're talking about. But the thing is, there's no excuse for behavior like that and then we had a little thing. It was like on and off toxic behavior. And then this January, she came back, she was talking to a guy and she said, I have, I met my soulmate at church camp. That's where she wanted to meet him. I'm like, that's stupid that you think that. She then made her family believe that I'm delusional. She asked me to buy her a car and then lied to her family about it and said that she didn't ask for it when she did. She then said that I thought I was with her. And then we got sort of had a thing in March where she was going to possibly live here. We had plans to, you know, have a family and stuff. Basically, like Jason and Mackenzie, except she never lived here. She's making claims that she did. She's making claims that I threw her against my hardwood floor and broke her and like gave her a concussion or something. She is saying the same things Mackenzie is saying, but in the way that Jason is saying them. And there is proof that this girl is lying about me. There is proof that Jason is a pedophile. On the topic of Jason being a pedophile, he sent me explicit pictures of Mackenzie, and he sent me an explicit picture of himself. So that is something I just want to get out there. Jason did send an explicit picture of Mackenzie. When we hopefully will interview McKenzie on this show and I will tell you everything. I will go into full detail with McKenzie, and she's gonna, and hopefully she'll go into full detail with me. Um, but Michael, what is your opinion? How do you think that my situation compares to McKenzie's? And I'm not trying to like fish for sympathy or compliments. I just want to know if you see something that that maybe I see, and that maybe you could give me some advice that could also apply to McKenzie.
1: Okay, first off, I'm gonna ask: Did you report that?
0: No, I did not because she told me that if I told anybody about it, she would come up with pot- some fake evidence. She and her family would report me for stuff I didn't even do. They said, if you report anything, oh, well, we're just going to have you prosecuted. We're going to turn the tables.
1: Uh, yeah, I was actually talking about, did you report what Jason
0: said? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I reported the videos. I reported pretty much everything. I thought you were talking about my, the girl. Alright, yeah. Uh, wow, well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that,
1: man. Uh, I
0: didn't even know that. Ryan dated this girl's sister. She has two older sisters. Both sisters are delusional as well. The oldest one has two children and is married. You know, I, I feel for those children. I feel for the I feel for her family. You know, I feel bad for her sisters because it, it tears my heart out, man, that that this would happen to someone, you know, this was a girl that I trusted. But what what do you do you see any similarities between the girl and with Jason?
1: Uh, certainly. Uh, I mean, course with jason it seemed more physical abuse and with her it seems more mental uh well jason had that too um but yeah there's definitely some similarities there between jason and her uh
0: yeah i i did tell you uh in a message not i'm not gonna say her name and i and i appreciate you not using uh the girl's name either even though i told you her name and uh you know i i believe that i had her um family blocked from this channel because um, you know, they can't really do anything, but most certainly there, there definitely are a lot of, of parallels here. Do you believe that, you know, first off, let's get back to the NASCAR topic. Who's your favorite NASCAR driver as of right now? And uh, how do you view the playoffs going on or how you view the playoffs happening and tell me who your final four and champion are.
1: Uh, You know, I honestly don't know if I have a single favorite now. Uh, And, you know, I'm not going to lie, I may get some hate for this, but I was a pretty big Larson fan just because, you know, we grew up racing the same stuff. I've I've always kind of liked his attitude. Uh, And, you know, I've had the pleasure to race with him on a couple of occasions, and he always seemed like a nice dude.
0: Uh, And, of course, he's not in NASCAR now for obvious reasons. I think he's going to take Boyer's ride. Quote me.
1: Uh, It's rumored that he is. Uh, Honestly, I don't know what's going on over at SHR right now. Uh, But other than him, you know, I definitely quote for Bubba a lot. Probably more than anyone right now, I think. Uh, My family's always been Bubba fans. I've been a fan of his ever since he was in the K&N Pro Series. Um, So, I guess if one guy... Particular I'll be poll for it's Baba and definitely Ryan Blaney too. Uh, those
0: are also Bell, I guess. Oh, I love Bell. Yeah. I it's think Jones deserves that twenty car
1: like
0: I I think uh, Jones is gonna go to the forty eight next year.
1: Yeah, that's kinda what I'm expecting
0: too. Michigander, Michigander, you can see it. I said I said Kezlowski would get it. Eric Jones is also from Michigan. They're from the eastern side. I'm from the western side. Well, we had Johnny Benson. So, yeah, we had Johnny Benson from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Stereotypical Michigan accent there. But uh, who are your final four, and uh, who's who do you think is going to win the championship? <sighs> final
1: four. Uh, so you definitely have to put Harvick and Hamlin in there. Oh, That's yeah. to be a given. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I'm expecting Kyle Busch to kind of go on a tear here soon. So, I'm going to say he's going to go in the Final Four. Uh, and outside of those guys, i probably say Chase Elliott.
0: My favorite driver. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, I definitely think those are some solid picks. you got to put Harvick, Hamlin, definitely top two. Then I'd say Chase Elliott for sure. And then uh, for that fourth driver, I'm going to have to go with Brad Keselowski. He definitely could make a splash in these playoffs. But uh, out of of your Final Four and and hearing mine, who do you think out of those uh, six drivers, who do you think has the best shot to win the championship in Phoenix? Uh, So I said at
1: the end of the year, and I'm going to say it now, I think this is Hamlin's year.
0: Ryan's gonna be happy to hear that he's a Hamlin fan, and you know I'm gonna agree with you there. Hamlin is my champion for this year, but I would not be sad if Chase Elliott won it. But Hamlin deserves this championship. Chase Elliott's gonna have many more years to come. How many years does Harvick have left? Well, he's already gotten a championship. How many years more years does Hamlin have left? We don't know. You know he's he's the I think yes he is the only there have only been two drivers to pilot that car full time. And uh, quiz time for you here, Michael. Who was the first driver to pilot that car full time?
1: Easy. Jason Loeffler.
0: Correct. NASCAR 06?
1: Yeah. uh, (laughs) You know, just because Loeffler came from my same background, and those are the guys I kind of looked up to. uh, Definitely the Stewarts, the Loefflers, the Larsons. So.
0: I call them. I call. Yeah. I call Kyle Larson, Kyle Arson Larson. Cause at the time I was actually at the race in Michigan when NASCAR implemented the rule where you have to get out of your car when the car catches fire. Um, cause I don't know if you remember, um, he didn't get out of his car and I believe he suffered a burn on his leg. Jeff Gordon ended up winning that race. I was originally Gordon and a junior fan. So that's why I pull for chase and I'm always going to pull for that 24 car. But, um, yeah, Jason Leffler, Jeff Gordon, you know, Leffler was my Xfinity guy, nationwide guy, but um, there are a lot of great guys from that background, and uh, David Stremme and Ryan Newman are just from uh, 30 minutes down the road in South Bend, Indiana. Shane Meal from uh, Michigan City, I believe, uh, I don't know if you remember him, but uh, drug guy, but... Um, yeah,
1: I remember, I remember probably all those guys. Anyone who I think came from USAC and NASCAR, I definitely know them. And those are definitely the guys who I kind of look at their careers and say, okay, looking at what they do, maybe this is something that I should. I mean, at the same time, you kind of want to forge your own path, but looking at guys like that can definitely give you some help with how to get to that level
0: all right yeah i definitely agree so uh just as i gotta ask you right now can i keep you on the line here for even after we do the podcast because i have a few more questions uh more personal questions for you is if that's okay Sure, okay. man. all right thank you so much for that um so do you have any questions for me uh this is normally a a time where we're getting down to the last few minutes here uh, we i usually open the last five minutes to have our guest ask me or or Ryan, uh, or both of us a question. Uh, so if you got any questions for us, go right ahead, or, or me in this case. And if you have any questions for Ryan, I'll shoot them his way.
1: Uh, thanks, but uh, I think I'm good, honestly.
0: All right. Well, uh, thank you for being uh, the first guest we've ever had here on Pastimes. Uh, thank you to all of you who have been listening. Um, th- these podcasts are going to be out on Sundays, Um, beginning in October, so I'm recording this on September 2nd, uh, but you can always listen early on um, Apple Podcasts and um, Spotify and everywhere where you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you to Michael Klein, and um, thank you all for listening. I'll see you in the next video and podcast.